1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. This was a horrifying moment as the railing crashed, almost taking out Jalen Hurts, multiple fans falling i don't know eight nine feet down onto the ground at fedex field uh, no one was seriously injured a, a dispute has emerged as to whether or not medical attention was offered to anyone who fell at the scene multiple of the people who fell told tim McManus of espn.com there was no such offer they were just told get the f off the field i mean what am i it's like uh, made me think of uh, Eddie Murphy and Beverly Hills cop, I got thrown through a window. I mean, I, I got I, the railing, what am I, I'm not trespassing. <laughs> Your railing broke. I got thrown through a window. I mean, come on, you're going to arrest me? You're going to tell me to get out of here? Right. So, <sighs> and, and, and I, t- I said this yesterday, and I mentioned the website. This gives me flashbacks, obviously, to my former life of practicing law. And when you litigate, you're always dealing with worst-case scenarios that happen because of poor planning, because of negligence, because there was a a failure to properly assess a situation and do the right thing. And then you have an expense on the back end because you've got to compensate people for how you've injured them because of your carelessness. And that process—people like to complain about lawyers all the time until they need one—that process is what forces companies— Businesses, football teams, stadiums, to make sure that, you know, in a spot, and it does not take a PhD level engineering expert to say, oh, this is the spot where players come and go. Oh, people are going to probably be leaning on this railing. We should be sure that it doesn't do that. Let's not put hinges on that railing where fans may be leaning. I'm, it's ama- I'm amazed it hasn't happened before, Chris, and I would bet that if you had access to emails and other records of the Washington football team and the operation of FedEx Field, I, w- I would bet there's an email somewhere where there's somebody saying, you know, we have we may want to do something about those railings because they were, you know, it almost went that day that uh, you know, the Cowboys fans were, or the Cowboys players were going to the tunnel. I, 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 I just, Spider Sense tells me that, that Sunday was not the first day. This was a potential issue.
2: Well, all right. I mean, first the first thing is, I mean, that that was scary <clears throat> and an amazing. I mean, we're talking like, uh, uh, we're talking a foot away from hitting Jalen Hurts' left knee and left ankle and and ru- like ruining the season for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that 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 is unbelievable. How. Closely, they you know just avoided disaster here. I mean, this is almost see you later. Starting quarterback done, and now you know I know they're gonna release the new Washington football team name here at some point in the future. It would have been the Washington Hurts team. That's what they would the Washington Jalen Hurts because he would own the team. This is where I have and 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 I've been to the stadium a few times, and I'm not a whole totally. But Mike, this to me is where, where I'm bothered. That is not the normal stadium. That is, to me, I, b- I believe an extension from the original tunnel to add a few more seats close to the field because, you know, we're not making enough billions. We need to add a few more seats here, a premium seat, so we can eh. get they that. They can't sell the ones they have. Well, I know, but that they can sell those for a premium because they're close and they're there. That, to me, what jumped out to me is that that, that was not... You know, concrete enforced the same way the other side of the tunnel was. To me, it looked like, and I'd like to look again or find some pictures to have a different look to where that was not the intended natural stadium. That was an add on at some point after the creation to go, hey, we can jam a few more seats right here. Look at the on the right, you could see that's a concrete, it's a different siding. Than the side of which the guys fall off, which you see better from the other angle uh, when, you, when it's kind of the reverse shot angle. And that's what I would look at it to be like the email trail or a little scary or I'm a little scared of I'm a Washington, you know, owner and Dan Snyder or somebody responsible for that because that's a Lego set on the left and on the right is the real stadium. Well, and, and here's the other reality. Look, there's no concrete um, there. Look at that. Yeah. You know, those are those are bleachers look- built after the stadium is built. The the reality is this:
1: when something like that happens, there will be a presumption in the law that that there's negligence baked into it. That this doesn't occur without someone screwing up. You know, there's not going to be much that you have to prove other than I paid my ticket, I was in a place where I was supposed to be. Right. Nobody told me I can't lean over. Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, no signs saying no leaning right. or danger or anything like that. Right. I did. I did everything that I was supposed to do, incident to the license that I purchased to be present in this venue on this day, and all of a sudden the railing went and I got injured. And and you know, anybody that's ever been in a supposedly minor car accident, at least at the time, knows that by the next day you may feel a hell of a lot different than you did the day you were in that accident. Uh, these things can take some time to really settle in and cause the full effects. And and whatever injuries happen, legitimate injuries, need to be fairly compensated. And that process, whatever it costs, whoever has to pay it, that's the incentive to make sure that in the future they they properly secure the safety of the fans. Because if you're not going to do it because it's the right thing to do, or because you fail to have the imagination to realize where the hazards are. There's nothing like being held to account for it In the civil justice system that will force you to do it. That's why it's there. And that's why it's always the big money interests that huff and puff about the civil justice system. They don't want to be held accountable by some external mechanism. That's why you always hear the different cries of of frivolous lawsuits and tort reform. That It's the moneyed interests that don't want to be accountable for their misconduct. In this case, it's unavoidable. There is inevitable accountability for anybody who was injured by what happened because that never should have happened and Chris it's a great point whatever whatever they slapped together it made me think of Super Bowl 45 when they were trying to slap together the the temporary seating and they failed to have enough seats to go along with the tickets at Cowboys Stadium what a debacle that was there there should be a higher standard And, and this is a prime example People say, "Oh, you hate the NFL. You always criticize the NFL." No, I hold the NFL to a very high standard, and anytime I see any behavior that falls short of it, I get pissed off. Yeah, I'm with and, you. And 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 I I want I want the NFL and its teams to live up to the NFL films mythology that they deliberately created for a generation of kids in the '70s, where they made us think that this is larger than life, that this is great, and everything about it is yeah. good and pure and just and American and yada, yada, yada. Right. Now you got to live up to it. We've all grown up, NFL. Now you got to live up to those ideas you put in our heads 50 years ago, and this is a prime example of their failure to live up to. Yeah, and yeah, I'll include the I'm NFL it. in this because the NFL is like, oh, we're investigating it. Well, maybe somebody should have gone there and looked at the stadium. Maybe the NFL's duties ex- extend beyond cleaning up the mess and making sure the mess doesn't happen because we know anything WFT related. There's a
2: chance it's a mess right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's another thing on the list. Certainly, you know, added to it, I know one of the one of the guys that fell off. They even have, claim, you know, they claim that the security guard said they could go over there and be in that area and do that too. So. That's gonna make things more confusing confusing for the organization as well. But yeah, I, Mike I, I know where you're coming from and I, I know you're coming from a place of like you just you want the best for the NFL and you expect them to execute things at, at a very high level. And I'm with you there too. Yeah, I grew up in the sport and you know got to see it all and love it and I'm, I'm indebted to it for the rest of my life as far as the NFL. But yeah, I also sit here as a fan and know how great it can be and expect it to deliver all the time and I'm going to hold it to that standard. And yeah, that's not acceptable. It's not acceptable for a organization that's 4 billion dollars and a league that's worth, you know, tens of billions of dollars to have, you know, a Lego set for, for seats on the edge of a great stadium. It's just not. that. That's where it's not acceptable, in my opinion, and uh, we'll see where this goes. But one more well, pain in the butt for the the football team to deal with.
1: First of all, it's not a great stadium. Uh, I No, it's there. not. It's I've the been, worst yes. stadium in the NFL by far. Um, it's a dump. Uh, the, the Eagles radio crew deliberately did not go there because the radio booth for the visiting team is horrible and merrill reese the play-by-play announcer regards the entire place as a dump so
2: they called it off <laughs> tv monitors <laughs> i wish they'd go back to Milwaukee. dc Jeez, go back to the I, yeah but, here's yeah. what i wish here's yeah, what i wish right. and
1: i want to i want to I I use my words carefully here because the owner of the team has shown a propensity to engage in litigation these are not statement of facts these are statements of opinion that i have developed in my 20 plus years of covering the nfl Daniel Snyder is a poisonous, menacing presence to the National Football League. And the sooner that they get rid of him, the better off the entire NFL will be. I don't know what you're waiting for. Roger Goodell, John Mara, Robert Kraft, Jerry Jones, all the power brokers in the NFL. It is in your collective best interest to get rid of Daniel Snyder. Let's take a break. More PFT Live right after this.
3: Yeah, happy 2022, Mike. And it's funny because we're big black-eyed pea eaters on New Year's Day, right, for good luck. And I read somewhere where someone said you should try crack this year because the black-eyed
1: peas haven't worked the last two years. And and oh, there is God. some truth to that, but I, st- <laughs> I, I still had my black-eyed peas on uh, New Year's Day. Did you have crack, too? I didn't have crack. I tried the black eyed peas.
3: I'm going for third time's a charm.
1: You know, if this would have been a fill in the blank, and you would have told me ahead of time that Shireen is going to say we eat black eyed peas for good luck, (laughs) and after the last two years, this year we were suggested to try blank, I would have gone many, 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 many choices before I got down to crack. Sims? Sims? Cracks top two. You? It's not even top two thousand. I don't mess with crack, man.
2: Crack kills. Okay. I was stunned. I was stunned. That's amazing.
1: I thought. I thought there was something wrong with my ears. It's like, did she just say crack? Like, is there some new food I'm not aware of that just happens to be called crack? Like. What in the world did she just say? That was uh, that, that was an eye opener. That was amazing. Yesterday by she'll be <laughs> back at 5 p.m. Eastern with me on PFTPM. Let's see if she can top what uh, what she had to say <laughs> yesterday. Let's see good. if Joe Judge can top during his next media availability. Um, whatever he's been saying lately and he was back at it again yesterday he, he doubled down on on his epic post-game press conference after the blowout loss to the bears of all teams the bears i mean it's not like this is the 85 bears this is the 2001 or 2021 bears excuse me here's joe judge with more yesterday he was asked if players call him to say they want to come back to the giants uh he insisted that uh that they do here's what he had to say yesterday
3: Well, I would say this. I wouldn't want to try to identify names, and I think that would be pure speculation. Uh, Look, it's a small league. Keep in touch with a lot of players we've coached elsewhere. You know, there's obviously there's very things that we're very careful with tampering, and we never try to get anything in that mix. But, look, everyone supports each other. You know, you have guys have good games from across the way. You may shoot them a text and say, hey, man, like the way you played a certain technique or a certain play, keep it going. Guys will reach back out to you. Uh, look, there's a number of players that have been here through the years. I'm not going to go into individuals right now. I'm not going to try to open up that, you know, kind of chapter of, you know, guessing what it may be. But I just know that, you know, we have a strong culture. There's players from other teams that I know reach out to our players currently have reached out to me as well through different avenues. Um, nothing that needs to be looked into or anything of that nature. But look, I know it's a place that players want to play. Okay. I know it's a place that players want to play. It's a place a lot of players are going to want to play for a long time. So I'm going to leave it at that people ask me a direct question I give direct answers so you know whoever's listening is going to get a dose of the truth and uh you know I I was honestly answering to the quote to the fans uh that's what the question is asked for but obviously the response can apply to a number of different areas
2: Joe do you have any regrets about any of yesterday's comments
3: no
1: Hey, Chris, uh, your guy Joe Judge is going to talk his way out of a job if he keeps that up. That, that's some dangerous stuff that he's talking about. He's basically admitting to tampering without getting into any specifics. He's admitting that he communicates with players from other teams who are expressing an interest to come play for the Giants. That that To the extent that the NFL cares about it and you never know when they care about it, they only care about it when they decide they care about it, Th- That that's a glaring red flag. That's stuff that we know happens, but the fact that he would even – get his hand close to that fire publicly, that's alarming to me.
2: Yeah, I I mean, I I hear you. It's a small league, so you are going to stay in contact with players and ex-coaches and that. That certainly does go on. There's no doubt. I mean, uh, I I don't doubt that there's guys on the team or ex-players who maybe want to come back to the Giants. I, I don't know necessarily if it's just because of what the Giants are right now, but because of New York, it's the New York City area. You know, the Giants still been around a long time. They understand what professional football is about. You know, it's different being in that organization as compared to some lesser ones in football and to live in the New York area. There's a lot of great, there's a lot of players in the NFL that want to be around New York City and be in the, you know, the media capital of the world and all that. That, That's enticing to guys. But yeah, this is not a good look for, you know, the Giants or, or Joe Judge who, you know, again, you know I've been a staunch defender of Joe Judge. I really have. Uh, I I like his messages a lot of the time. There's things I've really liked about the way the team approaches games on a weekly basis. But to get your butt whooped like that on Sunday and then go on that type of rant and make those comments, it just doesn't come off the right way. It doesn't. Now, he's backed in a quarter, and he's trying to make it sound like, hey, things are still going on the up and up. But, you know, what happens is it sounds insecure a little bit. And then it ends up being a little bit where now you're talking too long and people are going to question everything you say there. And that's where it just went off the rails. And, uh, uh, yeah, it just was definitely not one of Joe Judge's best moments there Sunday after the football game. And and I don't know if he necessarily helped himself out a whole lot there yesterday with, with that interview either. Chris, this comes off as a guy who
1: hasn't gotten an assurance that he's going to be back. It's been reported that he'll be back but he hasn't gotten that assurance directly from anyone with the organization why else would you feel compelled to engage in this public defense of what you're doing you don't have to if
2: you've been told that you're coming back am i wrong no you're not you're not wrong but i think it's the public the publicity around it too that you're fighting against you know he might feel comfortable from what, whatever the Mara family told him or Mr. Tish told him. But he still understands there's a, a very strong fan base and media base out here that follows the Giants. That's questioning those things. So that's where I think it's you know defensive, uh, or he's defensive with that. The Giants, this it, is a huge offseason. They've got a lot of issues. There's no doubt about it. You know it's my team. You know it's, I'm rooting for them. And, yeah, I'm a little biased because I know some of those people there, and I, and I do have love for them. I do. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of big questions. I mean, holy cow. Offensive coordinator, quarterback, head coach. Can the head coach get things fixed out on the football team? You know, all these things are real legitimate questions that I understand. And, you know, added to that that Joe Judge is not an ex-offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. He's not a guy that's going to be able to walk into either one of those rooms and go, wait, we need to do this on this side of the ball or we need to fix this on that side of the ball he's an overseer of all and here as of late you know all hasn't looked that great and that's where it's it's a bad look for the Giants and Joe Judge at this moment for sure minus 10 net passing yards against the Bears the first time that's
1: happened since Ryan Leaf with the Chargers in 1998 up now here here's my here's my cynical theory. We say all the time that the commissioner is the world's highest paid pin cushion because he's the one that takes the public slings and arrows for all of the dysfunction and whatever other misdeeds actual or alleged happen behind him on the part of the owners collectively. Well, you know, the the more I think about the situation with the Giants and ownership of the Giants and how the Mara's like to handle everything from behind the curtain so they're not the ones on the back pages of the tabloids. You know, to a certain extent, Joe Judge is the pincushion. Dave Gettleman, or whoever the GM is going to be, is the pincushion. You never see John Mara get vilified publicly when the Giants are circling the drain. It's always whoever the coach or the GM is. They are the ones who are the public scapegoats. So when things are going poorly, we need to trot someone out there to try to send our message. It's not going to be John Mara. It's going to be Joe Judge. And look what happened between Sunday and Monday. It's not a good look, but at least everyone is skewering, not John Mara, but Joe Judge. So, that, that may be part of the overall strategy here. It's always someone other than someone in ownership that's getting destroyed by the media and the fan base
2: yeah no I, I mean yes, I think at a at a at a national level, you know we're hearing you know Gettleman and Joe judge like you're talking about, but I can assure you up here in the New York area, John Mara and the Mara family are they're getting crushed. they are you know he got booed at the retirement ceremonies. You know, this year, I think it was the Eli one, right? Because I don't even think right, he talked right. against the Strahan one. He didn't one, speak at right? the next he, one. He learned his lesson. Well, he just he, he didn't want to distract from that and get booed in front of the Strahan thing. But, you know, the Giant fans are not idiots. They understand who's running the organization. They are certainly all over the angle of what you're talking about as far as, hey, do the Mara family, does Mr. Mara have his hand in the the cookie jar too much here And yeah, that's a legitimate question up here. So he's not getting off the hook that way, but on a national level, yeah, maybe to a degree. There's no doubt. But man, yes, the Giants got issues. They are, they do, you know, and, and again, it, it, I understand Joe judge Maris, they've made their mistakes, you know, the product on the field, certainly not impressive. I mean, they couldn't even block the bears the other day. They can't even block them. You know, so it's, it's, it's just, uh, there's not one area you look at right now with the Giants and go, Oh, Wow there's a real bright spot they can build on. You know, they got some things that I like, but there's a lot more question marks and answers right now, and, and um, that's why it's going to be an unbelievable offseason, and we'll see how this thing finishes out, you know, for the, for the New York Giants
1: but go ahead and promote somebody from within the current front office to be the new gm since you know only dave gettleman is responsible for evaluating and selecting these players who can't get it done for the new york giants i have a feeling that they're going to continue on this path of dysfunction we're going to continue with the tuesday edition of pft live when we return a little year and review from uh the simsism not year end year end review we'll do that next on pft live
0: Simsisms. year-end review.
2: Like, the other team's kind of like him and humming, and really maybe, you know, kill, you know, uh, what is it, one bird with two stones? <laughs> two birds with one stone? <laughs> <laughs> we got it. That's just going to continue and, and, you know, fuel the flames of this conversation. They hit a few, you know, snags in the road, or that's not really the... Something snags in something, yeah. you know. He might be a, 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 you know, a, you know, what do they say? A diamond in the haystack. You no, know, there's a really concrete line right now in the sand. <laughs> that was a good one. I like oh, that. Twenty-seven that totally... minutes. That's <laughs> yeah. good. They really have one of the most under, like, under-talked about. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I'm gonna go under with the it. radar. Here's the one that kind of got swept under the radar because of all the craziness of that game. Had a really bad challenge. What? <laughs> they're not gonna like... You know, what do they say? Put the egg in front of the cart or the horse Part in front of the carriage horse, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Could be an egg. He could fall flat on his face and, you know, have eggs all over his head and all that kind of stuff. Right. A popcorn, you know, arm for 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 an, for an arm. A popcorn gun arm. Oh, I can okay. always tell by your face that I've said something stupid. You've you got, got a, a team, team, you know, by, by the kahunas for, for lack of a better way, way to say it. Uh But I like my um, coffee. Well yep. I like it black. I got two shots of the espresso in here. So nobody, everybody else. Is getting off scotch free. Scotch free, just like Chris's coffee every morning. See a little bit of a devalument. The devalument? I don't think that's a word, but it sounds good. Devalument. Put it in my put it on my tab. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a it's a cycl, cycl, cyclical lead, right? Psychical. It is at times. Okay, whatever. But either way, you got it. Way better schematical defensive coach. Is that a word? Schematical? I think it is. Close enough, yeah. Let close enough, we'll take it offensive side of the ball since get-go they were they were ballers from get-go get you did for it me. twice man this is causing chafage down there man it makes it a little harder to move down there you know those legs are get out of free jail cards right now it's just coming like secondhand nature can i ask you a very important question of course
1: what is secondhand
2: nature it's a new simsism is what it is
0: simsisms year-end review.
2: Oh that's very well done. Very well,
1: very well, done.
2: well done. Uh Geez. Wow. Well, wow. we have I'm trivia getting question. close. I can publish a book here maybe soon.
1: I think I think we we may be into volume number 2. Here, <laughs> here is here's the trivia questions for both of us to guess. How many simsisms were there? This is an unofficial count, just like sacks before they made uh, sacks an official stat. How many unofficial simsisms were there in 2021? Let's do an over under. Let's do an over-under. I, I, I'll go, I'll go uh, 19 and a half.
2: Mm. Uh, over-under. I'm going to take the over. I was going to say 22 or 21, somewhere in that range when you asked me what, like, when you were about to say, like, guess a number. So I'll go the over there. Hey, my
1: instincts, pasta and meatballs
2: coming through. 19 is the
1: unofficial number from EJ, who tracks this very carefully and creates the awesome Simsism videos. 19. (laughs) Uh, Pete, Pete thinks it has to be more since he, like me, have to deal with it in real time. And, Pete, you're only doing it a few days a week. I get it the whole time and and really there would have been more but you've only been doing the show three days a week during football season although unfortunately for you that's i'll be back we're coming back to four (laughs) all right uh let's take a break and we'll be back with chris's favorite in-season segment goats in a bad way bft live back after this good
2: old goats in a bad way
1: Last night, Jadavion Clowney against the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's the play. Like the, the where's the shoe. There goes the shoe. There it went. I mean, look at
2: that. There went the shoe. First off, that, that, that's crazy. Uh, can we show that play again? Uh, oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, there's, a, there's a shoe. I forgot about that.
1: Yes. Good move. Uh, George Bush, George great reflexes. Yeah. Yes, former baseball player Uh, getting out of the way of the line drive who throws a shoe Uh, that's uh, Austin Powers Mike Myers whatever happened to Mike Myers Austin Powers Uh, he's uh, rich and hanging out tweeted that you, you get to a point where you don't have to do anything and EJ says this who throws a shoe I guess that's the guy who threw the shoe uh from from uh, Austin Powers as well. So uh, Chris wants to see the play again. Can we queue up? Yeah. The play can we just real quick? Apparently, yeah, because first off, I, I, when they
2: originally threw the flag here, I thought watch ninety seven. That, that to me was what I thought the penalty was. I mean, he spears Chase Claypool on the ground after he's down for a full count. Watch this. I mean, that to me was where I thought the penalty was. I, I I was surprised by that. But either way, you know the broader. They both should have been flagged. I mean, the the broader picture is the Browns were undisciplined and dysfunctional last night. I mean, they were. I mean, the penalties, the way they played the game, uh, just this led. This was a third down. The Browns were going to get off the field and force the Steelers to kick a long field goal. The Steelers then went down and scored a touchdown. I mean, that's just you know inexcusable and just speaks of a team that just does dumb crap. Sounds like that's your
1: first pick. Goats in a bad way.
2: Sure, is that your first pick? Yeah, let's go with that. I'll take that. Yes, I'll take that. That's just dumb. I mean, I really want to add the whole uh, the way the Cleveland Browns looked in general last night. But you know, I'll put it on Stefanski for his team just looking undisciplined, not ready to play last night. You know, nothing about it. You know, again, I understand they they were crushed because they got knocked out of the playoffs the night before. But you know, to just show no fight and. Really have no plan of attack on the offensive side of the ball. And I know Nick Chubb, there was a rib issue and all that, but still, you know, I mean, Deontay Johnson's good. Run the ball with him. Force the issue there. It's the worst run defense in football. It just none of it made sense. I mean, it was all bad from Cleveland last night. So I'm gonna give the head coach the most credit for that one.
1: I I remember when Stefanski was hired, you spoke out about it aggressively and negatively. And then when he was coach of the year, you had no choice but to swing the pendulum in the other direction. you went so far that you picked the Browns to win the Super Bowl this year or at least get to the <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. And now the pendulum goes back the other way. Watch, yeah. next year they'll go 17-0 and 0 and ultimately 20-0 <laughs> and, and win the Super Bowl. But, <laughs> hey, uh, uh, like we said earlier, a lot of soul-searching needs to be done at every level of the Browns organization because this year, given the expectations, and they're always judged, each team, each coach, each program in light of what the expectations were going into the season. And they were very high in Cleveland, and they failed miserably. Speaking of failing miserably, I'll go with Joe Judge. He made a bad situation worse with his, this isn't a clown show. I generally say that if you have to say out loud that you're not a clown show, you might be a clown show. And, you know, it's not the first time this year we've heard one of these things from Joe Judge, the fish thinks from the head down. And it's, he, he may be talking his way out of a job in New York, and they may ultimately decide to press the reset button and hire a GM who will then fire the coach and hire a new head coach. I, 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 he's acting like a guy who is not secure in his position, and that tells me that maybe he isn't secure in his position. And that performance on Sunday against not a good Bears team, a Bears team that is teetering toward a potential reset. They made the Bears look like the 85 Bears, and that is a difficult thing to do with this Bears team, especially since Justin Fields didn't play and Andy Dalton got the start. So Joe Judge, my first pick. Yeah,
2: I understand that. I, I get that totally. I am, I'm, uh, It was a bad look. It was a horrible performance. They never had a chance. The game was literally over. By the fifth or sixth play of the football game, you went, oh my gosh, the game's over. The Giants have no chance. You, you knew that. And that's rare in the NFL. That's where it was that bad, definitely. All right. My second pick. I think I'm gonna go with Andy Reid and Steve Spagnuolo, a little like combination here. And and specifically, I think because of the third and twenty seven play, that's what I'm gonna look at. And I just don't understand the logic behind it. You know, let's leave our guy man to man on a guy who's already torched us for over two hundred yards, and we've seen that we can't cover him man to man. So Let's put them out on the island one more time. That makes no sense, let alone the situation of the football game at that moment. 31-all, right? There's a little over three minutes left in the football game. Like, you you hold the Bengals to a field goal, and that's a win for your football team. Let them have the 10-yard completion. Why were they going for the jugular to try to knock them out of field goal range? At least that's what it looked like they were doing. That's where I don't understand it. It's a win situation if you held them to the field goal and you give uh, Patrick Mahomes the ball back with two minutes and 56 seconds, like two minutes and 40 seconds. It's a win. You got the ball with Mahomes down three and two timeouts at that time, maybe three, and you're going to have a chance to go win the football game or at the very least tie it. That's one I don't understand in in the game management of, 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 uh, of that one specifically. It was an amazing day after eight straight wins by the
1: Chiefs to see the lack of adjustments on both sides of the ball because their offense got shut down in the second half. Their defense never adjusted. That is not an encouraging sign as we get closer and closer to single elimination high-stakes football. Next one for me, I'm going to go with everyone involved in the A-B situation. And let's just call it Antonio Brown. But I'm not ready to put the full blame on Antonio Brown. But obviously, what he did, whatever the explanation that led to that point, it was a highly unconventional, unprecedented act that that didn't keep the Buccaneers from winning the game. But it surely didn't make it any easier having that distraction and whatever lingering buzz there was, Chris. So everyone involved in the Antonio Brown situation, beginning with Antonio Brown, uh that that was just a stunner and it continues to resonate through the nfl let's take a break we'll do the final round of goats in a bad way when pft live continues right after this all right round three goats in a
2: bad way week 17 chris who you got all right, I think you know I, I've thought about you know Trevor Lawrence a little bit because of some of the struggles we saw there again this this week in in New England. But I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go back to another coach here. I'm going to go to the Jets and Robert Sala and the way they manage the end of the football game. You know, first off, you know I know Zach Wilson didn't do the right thing apparently as far as running the quarterback sneak. There was supposed to be another play that's called there. I don't know how that went down. But either way, that, that, of course, reflects on the head coach to make the message simple. And then, of course, up, up by four points and not protecting the goal line. Like, again, let the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get a five- or eight-yard completion. Let them run out more time. They have no timeouts. But instead, playing a little bit more of aggressive defense and give a chance to Brady to throw it into the end zone one-on-one versus safety. And that just didn't make any sense.
1: Okay, I don't have much time to make my pick, and maybe that's a good thing because I'm going with Tua Tonga-Vailoa, and I'll just say this to Tua and on out there. Every time I looked up at the game on Sunday, the debacle between the Dolphins and the Titans in Tennessee after Miami won seven in a row, Tua was doing something that an NFL quarterback shouldn't do. No, exactly. Including, but not limited to, cranking his arm back and having the football go that way when the arm went that way. Not that that's unprecedented, but that's maybe a sign that it's time for you to break the spell and think about better days. Hopefully tomorrow will be a better day. We'll see you then. Have a see good ya. Tuesday.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Filet-O-Fish Sandwich all day.